Hello, and welcome back to Six Figure Honey, a passive income and money mindset podcast. Today, we are going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart and something that I am super passionate about, and it is how important it is today. Honestly, not even important. It's not negotiable today to not have multiple income streams, to not have a side hustle, to not be investing, to not have some extra income coming in somewhere else besides a nine to five job, besides whatever. So if that sounds like your vibe, let's dive in. Hello, I am so fired up today. I, if it sounds like I'm yelling at you, I'm not. I'm just so passionate about this topic because I, since high school, I have had multiple jobs. I have invested since college. I'm always, always looking for ways to add money to my portfolio. And here is how this came about. Honestly, because one of my friends showed me this article, or I saw it on her feed, she didn't show it to me directly, but I saw this article that my friend posted that said, what is the average income that you need to have today that would match what your parents made in 1982, making $30,000 a year? Right. And this really struck me because I remember when I first started, I got out of college, I got my job, I did everything that my parents had to do. And I got out and I was like, why does this feel like I make nothing? And I told my dad what I made. I think I was making $38,000 a year when I first started out my first, my very first job. And my dad was like, well, that's amazing because I was making 20 something thousand dollars a year. And I was like, yeah, but there's like inflation. And he was like, well, that's why you're making more. And I just, if I was like, I just don't, it's not making sense to me. Right. And he, but I also knew that they struggled. They didn't, you know, go out to eat very often. Their date night was like a happy hour with a free nacho bar and $5 margaritas, which you can't really find today either, but we're going to get into that. So, but the article explained all of this away because I was like, I just don't, like he keeps acting like things haven't changed much, but they really have. And it this article encapsulates that. So the number that you have to make today to match $30,000, the buying power of $30,000 in 1982 is $168,000. I'm going to repeat that number. $168,000. And this should piss you off a little bit. I know it does for me, but here's the thing. We can't put the jack in the box back in the box, right? We can't change what's already happened. It is what it is. But what you can do is number one, stop taking advice from old people. Stop taking advice, economic advice from people who grew up in a different economy, who built their wealth in a different economy. It's not the same today. Now, there are certain things that are tried and true, which is you should pay off your debt and you should invest your money, right? But the traditional forms of investing in keeping a nine to five job at the same job, because I remember saying like I was changing jobs and I was going to get a pay raise or why it was good to change um, change companies because you're going to get more money whenever you change jobs. You usually see a much bigger pay increase. And my grandfather was like, No, because in his day, you stayed at the same company and they rewarded you generously. He was very generously rewarded for his time at the company that he worked for. That's just not the same today. I have worked for so many companies that do not give out 
regular raises that do not adjust for um, cost of living or anything. They know doesn't exist. So stop taking advice from old people or stop, not old people, but just stop taking advice from different economic times is all I'm going to say. And what we can do now is we work remotely. We have phones. We have access to the internet. We can build a store, an online store from our phone and sell products through a social media app today. We can buy half of a stock from an app. We can invest in what's called cryptocurrencies. Those did not exist, but you do have to be careful and you do have to be smart and you have to do your research. And by research, I don't mean look for general research is what I would say. Follow the trends of the cycle. Don't follow the hot ticket of like people. Well, people say this unheard of coin is going to explode. That is how fraud happens. Okay. Stick with your big names, your Bitcoin, your Ethereum, maybe if you want to go lower, a Cardano. But we're going to dive into that. That's a whole nother episode. We're going to get into that. But the biggest thing is you cannot afford to have just a nine to five job today. Unless you have a partner who is making up for that other half to make it to 160 something thousand dollars right? Or let's say you live in a different place. Like I, I don't think today my fiance and I need quite $168,000 to be the equivalent. It might be the equivalent, but I don't think we need that high to survive. I think we would be fine. Granted, we don't have kids. We just have a dog. But with that to say, you have so many options. So one of the things that you need to be doing, first off, paying down debt, that's not going to change. If you have interest on 22%, 24%, even higher on credit cards, that needs to be paid down. The other thing is investing in some degree. I don't care if it's $10 a month. I don't care if it's $20 a month. I, I don't care. It needs to be a little something. And I So many people are like, well, you should pay off your debt before you start investing. I disagree. I think you should see the power of investing firsthand because if you wait to pay off your debt, honestly, some people might never invest. That sounds terrible. But for me, investing and seeing my money grow encouraged me to start paying off my debt a lot faster and sooner because I was like, oh my gosh, if I didn't have these payments, I could put that money into this investment account and I could see that money go up and up and up instead of it seeing seeing it go down and down and down, right? So that's why I think just starting a little bit and seeing the power of this compounding interest is really freaking important. It's so, so important, right? The second thing is find a way to make money on the side, even if it is now, I don't really love trading time for money, but if you need to, start there. I have done every side hustle, side part-time job ever. I have sold things on Etsy. I have been an Uber driver. I have been a DoorDasher. I have done Instacart, um, shipping, or what is it? Shiply? No, shipped for the Target one. I've done that before. I have, I do digital marketing currently. It's my favorite one. I will never shut up about it. Start a podcast like this. If it, it, this is so fun. 
I'm literally just sitting in my little room with a $10 microphone that I got on Amazon and I'm talking to you through my phone. Does it make money right now? No, but it has funneled people into my digital marketing business and I've gotten followers and sales that way as well. So find ways to make money online through your phone, through a side hustle, even if it is Uber or DoorDash, and then use that extra money to start investing it somewhere through the Robinhood app. I'm not a huge fan of them after that short squeeze thing. I think that that was really crappy, but I will say it's much easier than opening a brokerage account and with traditional brokerage accounts, you can't buy half of a stock, right? So you have to start with lower ones. And if you are interested in buying stocks, I can do another episode all on that. But I, I tend to stay away from that because I am not a genius. I'm an S&P 500 girly. I've said it time and time again. I stick with my S&Ps. I stick with my NASDAQ. I stick with my Amazon. I stick with my tops. And I really don't veer too far from there. If one gives high dividends, I might throw a little bit of money in there. But again, that's, an, that's another episode. Another thing to think about is start thinking of ways to make money. Rewire your brain to think of ways to make money because here's the thing. It is so much easier to make an extra $500 a month than it is to cut out $500 from your budget, right? Everybody's like, oh my gosh, if you saved, if you spent $5 on coffee a day, coffee isn't $5 anymore, it's like 7 Um, So if you spent seven to $8 a day on coffee, that's X amount, you know, per month, per year, whatever. Okay, well, what if I made an extra $200 a month to cover my coffee cost? Because you know what that coffee brings me? That coffee brings me joy. My Disney Plus brings me joy. I love my coffee. I love my streaming services. And saving $15 a month by getting rid of my streaming services isn't going to make the difference. Now, this is for the people who do have, who've cut out out their subscriptions that they forgot about, right? This isn't for people who have like 20 subscriptions that they barely even use, right? This is for people who are like, I can't cut out anymore. I've been doing everything. I've been saving on coffee. I've been skipping my coffee runs. I've canceled my subscriptions and I need, but it's, it's still, I need more right? Stop cutting back and start trying to add money because you can add an infinite amount of money to your monthly income. You can only take away, you can only save so much, right? You have to live, you have to eat, you have bills. There are going to be things that cost money every month that you cannot avoid. So the easiest way to beat this stupid messed up system is to make more money. Okay, I have beat that topic to death, right? You get it. You get that you need to make more money, right? So here are some ways to add more money. And it can be start with small ways too, right? So one thing that I've been doing this week, I'm on a mission to try to make money every single day, to make extra income every single day. So what I've started doing is I went through all of our stuff and I have been selling things on Facebook Marketplace, even things that I didn't think that I just kind of ignored or thought like, well, I'll just donate this. I've been like, no, let's see if somebody would buy this. We have a knife. We have an extra knife set that's missing literally two knives. We threw it on Facebook Marketplace for like 10 bucks. Somebody bought it. We had an extra ring doorbell that's so outdated. We don't, we never use it. Sold it for 50 bucks. 
right? We had an extra air purifier, an air purifier, nothing crazy. It's not a big one. It's not fancy, $30, right? It starts to add up. I know that people are like, well, the hassle of selling something for $10 is stupid. If you sell it five times, if you sell five little things for $10, that's 50 bucks. That's one S&P stock. I think it's at 55 now actually, but still you're $5 away from an S&P um, ETF, EFT. I always, now that there's so many acronyms like NFT and ETF and all of that, I get them confused. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I called NLP tapping, EFT tapping the other day, and I still might be getting the acronym wrong. <laughs> but anywho, that's not the point. The point is train your brain to start looking for money, finding new ways to make money, sell things that you don't need. Even if you're like, who would buy this? Low enough price, people will buy just about anything on Facebook Marketplace. I didn't I didn't believe this either until my husband had or my fiance had to sell his house and they requested that a building in the back be torn down. And he was like, Oh, that's gonna be like three hundred dollars or five hundred dollars to to get the guys to do it. And so he was like, well, I'll just list it on Facebook Marketplace and say free wood. And somebody's gonna come get the building. I was like, You're ridiculous. That's okay, good luck, honey, like totally support you, but mm, we'll see. He was so right. Oh my gosh. I was eating crow like all day long. He was, his phone was blowing up with messages of, is the building still there? Is, are, is there still wood? Like people, it, just because you don't know why people would need it doesn't mean they don't need it or want it. There are literal hoarders out there who collect knickknacky things who would love to have I don't know, an antique looking jar, right? So one thing that I urge you to do is before you take everything to Goodwill, I'm not a huge fan of Goodwill either because I also learned that if you take it at a certain time, they don't even bother sorting it through. They just throw it in their dumpster. What the F? Anywho, that's a whole nother podcast too. We can make so many podcasts out of this one podcast. Um, but yeah, so I would personally, especially after I heard that, I was like, well, I'd rather sell it for a few dollars than send it to a place where it might get thrown away, right? I'd rather give it to somebody who's on Facebook market Marketplace shopping, looking for things, than giving it to a store that I don't even know whether or not it's going to be on the shelf because I took it on a Friday. Do you know what I mean? Like, that just drives me crazy. Anywho, but think of ways to have your brain searching for money. Okay. And then the other thing is starting businesses, starting side hustles. Here's why it is so powerful and important. First, tax benefits. There's a lot of tax benefits to starting a business. There's a lot, lot of things that you can write off from having a business. Now it only goes so far, right? If you're losing money every year and you're, you know, five years into your business, it's going to look questionable. But and this is also not an excuse to buy a new truck or buy, a, spend thousands of dollars on a website. You don't have to do any of those things. Don't overspend because you think it's a write-off. Don't be, um, oh, what's his name from Schitt's Creek? David Rose. Don't be David Rose. It's a write-off. It's a write-off. That's not how it works. But there are a lot of tax benefits. Okay, you can write off gas mileage. You can write off um, Wi-Fi. You can write off home office spaces. You can write off phone bills. 
right? You can write off a lot of things if you need to buy um, a desk and a chair and office supplies, it's a write-off. Okay, you can write off a certain amount of entertainment, which means if you take your spouse out or a friend out or a business person out to dinner and it's business related, that's a write-off. I think up to 50% of the meal or something like that. But still, get with an accountant. They'll tell you a little bit more about all of that. The other thing is, again, you can make more money having a business than you can saving from your current budget. So if you're like, okay, that sounds great. What should I do? You can do one option, which is trade your time for money. And you can do like a side hustle where you drive for Uber. However far and long you drive, that is what you get paid and you might get tips. Okay. You could be a ship shopper or an Instacart shopper. Um, They get tips and things like that too. You can be, um, what else is there? Like DoorDash, um, Favor, I think is the one that we have in Texas. There's a lot of options of personal side businesses, but a lot of them are, okay, well, I'm doing this and then I'm getting, I'm getting paid for this time. I'm getting paid for everything that I do, right? Um, you can build digital products and put them on Etsy. Personally, I think that Etsy is a little oversaturated and I feel like there is a lot of front-loading work and a lot of pay-to-play with Etsy, a lot of having to spend money to advertise. So I'm not a huge fan, but I've done it before and I've sold bracelets and little things. Um, and that's another thing. Turn one of your hobbies into a, a business, right? If you like baking, if you like making bracelets, if you like crafting, see how you can sell it, right? There might be people out there who want what you're doing. Another thing, start a podcast, start a blog, start some kind of digital form. Now, these are things that I will say aren't going to be lucrative right away. They take time to build, right? I I think I have four people following me, and I think we have just under 150 listens or downloads to the podcast, which is still really cool. I'm so excited by those numbers, right? But I'm not expecting money from this anytime soon, right? Same thing with a blog, right? You can use, so here's how blogging works is blogging, people, when people think of bloggers, they think like influencers. That's not what a blog is anymore. A blog is I'm looking up the best places to go in Paros, Greece, right? And the first things that are going to come up are going to be actually blogs. Huffington Post started as a blog. So the, the way that they make money is through ads and affiliate links, right? So you can sign up for, oh, I can't remember the name. It's like Media Kit or it's Media Sense, AdSense. Google's is AdSense, but Mediavine. I think it's Mediavine. And once you get to a certain website views and clicks on your website and you have certain metrics, you can sign up for what's called Mediavine and they will input ads into your blog. I've seen people who make $10,000 a month from blogging. Now it took them, I think, a couple of years to get to quite to the 10,000 mark, but they use it and they promote it through Pinterest and they get paid through those ads and through affiliate links. So there are so many options out there in the digital space. You can create a YouTube page. There are YouTube pages that people don't even show their face. They just do like rain sounds or frequency noises or meditations. Or clearly that's the, those are the ones I listen to because that's all I can think of. 
motivational stuff or they'll just repost other people's things. So you don't have to show your face on YouTube if you don't want to, if you don't want to be like, quote unquote, a YouTuber. TikTok. I have on my personal page, I have over 10,000 followers and I get paid for every one minute. I'm in the creativity beta program and I get paid for every video that is at least one minute long and has over a thousand views. So some of my videos have made like $15, which doesn't sound like a lot, but they didn't have, they had 14,000 views. That's kind of crazy. The last thing is going to be my favorite, which you probably have already heard of, is digital marketing and it's selling digital products. Now, I used to do this back in, I think it was 2020. I was doing social media coaching. Um, I was working for an ad agency, a different ad agency, and I was coaching people on how to use Instagram. I was showing people how to use hashtags properly, what kind of content they should create, all of that kind of stuff. And I was selling digital products. I would sell them an ebook, a hashtag guide. I would sell them courses. I would sell one-on-one coaching where I would have strategy calls for an hour and somebody would pay me for that one hour to go through their Instagram page, to go through all of their content and correct them and be like, hey, this, you need to be more specific to your audience here. You need to change this bio because it's very vague and unclear. You need to update these hashtags. You're using two hashtags that don't matter. Change that out, right? So I would do these one-on-one coaching calls and I would get paid. I think anywhere from 50 to $100 an hour getting that done. Now, granted, I would only have a few of those calls a week, but still, that's a really good amount of money. So I started that back in 2020. Life happens. We left it. We changed careers. We moved and did relationships. A whole, I have lived five lives in these last two and a half years, three years, four years. Crazy to say four years now, but... So today I was like, or not today, but in today's world, in the past few months, I was like, I really need to get back into making a lucrative side hustle again. And I keep seeing people doing digital marketing and I know I can do it because I've done it before, but I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I found out that you can buy pre-made courses, pre-made eBooks, which took half of my time previously, and you can sell them. The people who want them. It's crazy. Such a crazy idea. When I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, let's do that. And then I went and I did. So I was also between that idea and doing a theme page. I don't know if you've ever seen the theme pages. Probably it's usually when it's mostly quotes or all motivational stuff, or maybe it's um, like an astrology page where all they post is astrology stuff, right? That's called a theme page. And so they'll build up a large following. And then once they have that following, they'll do affiliate links. They'll do ad spaces where they'll post somebody, somebody else will post on their page and pay for it, right? So they'll pay to advertise on their page, on a theme page. So I thought about doing that because I like that those, I don't have to show up. I just have to share quotes and share motivational content and content that's not even mine. That sounds amazing. Of course I want to do that. Right. So I started there and then I found digital products. So I kind of combined the two where I don't show my face. I post facts. I post helpful content and I sell digital products. And I started that December 12th is when I went all in when I started posting. December 19th is when I bought my first really big course to sell. 
And now I've made $1,200, over $1,200, and it's not even a month yet. It's almost a month, but it's not quite. So I'm hoping I can either hit the $1,500 or $2,000 mark before Friday, before Friday. So if you're like, that sounds crazy, that's two sales That for one product. It could be five sales of another product, right? So the, the possibility is endless. The, the other thing that I loved about this and why I chose it over doing just a straight theme page theme pages they do take some time to build right you don't really start getting ads or asks for people to put ad space out there when you're at the thousand um one thousand followers two thousand followers five thousand followers even even ten thousand followers really it's really when people start hitting the twenty five thousand and up mark i would say that you start being able to advertise for other people and making revenue that way. Now, that doesn't mean you can't do affiliate links. That doesn't mean you can't also sell digital products. But for me, I think that the best way to do it is through digital marketing and kind of combining the two. It's the way that I've been successful. And honestly, this has brought in so much more money in just one month than my, my coaching business did in the first probably two to three months, which is so wild to think about and here's the other thing that i love about it is it's so scalable you can make it your own if you're really passionate about fitness you can sell digital products about fitness and health and wellness if you are really passionate about interior design start posting about interior design and start selling digital products and how-to guides on how to design the perfect home what is so amazing about this is you don't even have to start with your own content or i've seen a girl who was like let's Let's create content in Kmart. And she went to Kmart and she literally started picking out items and showed you how she was going to create it. And then later on, I saw a reel and she used that same content. I was like, that's genius. That is genius. You don't have to have an aesthetic home. You don't have to live in a high rise. You don't have to be traveling to Bali every other month or living there or whatever it is. Because I know that that held me back for a while. I was like, well, I don't have a high rise apartment. I don't make six figures. I don't have aesthetic cups. (laughs) I have just plain old cups. I don't have the cute um, squiggly cups or the cute retro vintage cups. They're just regular old cups from TJ Maxx or Marshalls. I can't remember which. Anywho, so I'm not an aesthetic girly. So that's what I loved about the idea of being faceless. I can use stock images, stock photos, stock videos to create my content. And then I get to sell digital products and nobody knows what I look like. Nobody knows that I even do this. Everybody just just gets to see the beautiful content that other people have made. And then I get to sell courses that other people have made and profit from it. That's It's almost too good to be true when you really think about it. And I'm obsessed with it. So you're not going to not hear about that <laughs> this on this podcast. But the other thing that I also want to get into a little bit, because this is a mindset podcast, is the reason I tell you to start looking for ways to make money is because you have something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And it's called, I've heard people call this the red car theory. I don't know if that's true or not, or somebody just labeled that that to make it stickier. The red car theory, you've probably heard it before, right? Is if I asked you how many red cars you saw today, probably be like, oh, I'm sure I did, but I didn't notice them. That doesn't mean that they weren't there, right? But if I told you, hey, I'll pay you $1,000 for every red car that you see, 
Are you going to pay attention to those red cars? A hundred percent, right? So that's how opportunity works. That's how money works, right? So whenever you're constantly looking for ways to make money, your brain is going to find ways to make money, to make sales, to to build wealth, to things to invest in. It's going to go down this rabbit hole and you're going to be able to start spiraling up instead of spiraling down, right? Because if you're looking for ways to save constantly, you're going to start finding ways to save, but you can only save so much money until you're living in a hut off the grid. But if that's your vibe, like that's totally cool too. Not not going to hate on the uh, my off the grid girlies and people, right? But most people, that's not their goal. They don't want to scale down. They want to scale up, but they've been told for years and years and years that you need to save, you need to budget, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And it creates this scarcity mindset and your brain, because of that reticular activating system, keeps looking for ways to be scarce. So you need to change that and rewire it to start looking for money, start looking for opportunities, start looking for things to sell, start looking for things that you're passionate about. How can you make more money? Instead of saying, I can't do that, start saying, how can I do that? Right? Start listening to podcasts like this. Listen to, um, I'm trying to think of anybody, (laughs) Alex Ramosi, listen to um, Lewis Howes, listen to Gabby Bernstein, listen to I feel like there was one on the top, off the top of my head. Listen to The Skinny Confidential. Listen to other entrepreneurs. Listen to other people who make money and learn more and more about entrepreneurship and making money. Well, that is my rant for the day. I would love it if you would review this podcast, share it with whoever needs to hear this. If this got you really excited about making money online, finding other income streams or anything like that, I would love for you to share it on your stories, send it to a friend, rate it, follow us on Spotify, follow us or subscribe on Apple podcast, anything like that. And if you ever have any questions, please follow me on Instagram. Feel free to DM me. I have all of my digital marketing stuff there at Six Figure Honey. If you are curious to dive into the world of faceless digital marketing, or if you're already in that world and you want to take it to the next level, I am constantly giving tips on exactly how I have built my following to over a thousand followers and over $1,200 in the first month. So follow me on that. I will follow you back if you DM me and say, hey, I found you from the podcast. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day.